0: but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. Did you know that LGBTQ people own more than 1.4 million small businesses in the United States? And these companies bring in an estimated 1.7 trillion in revenue. And it's wonderful to know that these stats are growing. I bring this up because June is pride month. That means that there are celebrations all month long all over the country to support lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgender, and queer people. And these include massive rallies, pride parades, parties, workshops, concerts, and countless other LGBTQ events. At Pep Boss Nation, we're showing our support this month as allies to the community by celebrating some of our members and sharing resources for LGBTQ entrepreneurs on our podcast, social media, and our blog. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Pet Boss club member Barbara Mundis, owner of All Star Pet Hotel and Daycare in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Barbara's a lesbian in the LGBTQ community, and creating a safe space for her employees is very important to her. Stay tuned, and let's dive into this episode. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pep Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Barbara, welcome to the Pet Boss Podcast. <laughs> we're excited to have you here. You've been a member of the Pet Boss Club uh, since I think May of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. You came in like you were like the pandemic full, like, like I need, I need health. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and your business to our community and let us know more about um, what you do in the pet industry. Okay.
1: So I am Barbara Mundus and I am from Minnesota. My business is all-star pet hotel and daycare. We opened our doors in um, March of 2019 And so celebrated our anniversary, our one year anniversary being shut down. Yeah. By our state. So that's great. That was our first year. (laughs) So we have managed to survive. Yeah. And that's probably the the biggest thing. You know, I belong to obviously Pet Boss Club, but you know, other professional groups as Mm -hmm. well. And so many, so many colleagues, you know, are not, it's just so much. And people who have been in the business a lot longer than me, who have just said, you know, this is just not working for me anymore. So the fact that I'm hanging in there, I guess, is a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really big deal considering also that your pri- it looks like your primary money makers are daycare boarding and and all of those services that people need to be when they go out of town or when they travel Correct. or when they work and the, <laughs> all that was shut down. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Right. Yeah. I have no, no retail. I have, you know, I don't do any in-home things. It's all in my brick and mortar place. So yeah, it was, it was rough, but here we are.
0: It was rough here. You made it
1: out the other side and
0: um, hopefully have things
1: kind of bounced back for you? Yeah. Yeah, they have. I mean, you know, the biggest issue coming out of the pandemic was what everybody else was facing was team, right? Mm -hmm. Like we couldn't, we couldn't hire. It was just the weirdest thing I'd ever experienced. I mean we could not hire. I mean it was just scary. Um but we are almost fully staffed now. I'm right. one person away from a full staff. And so we'll finally we haven't been taking anybody new for mm-hmm. over a year because it's of our staff. To. So mm-hmm. we've had to keep our numbers lower than I would like. Mm-hmm. So we can't make a lot of money that way. But like I said, yeah, I think I think we're finally seeing a little uptick. You know, and now we've got the gas prices right. Mm-hmm. So that's not helpful either. Right. And then um, maybe maybe
0: a recession coming. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, <laughs> you, there's an article, I think, in the Pets Plus magazine that just came out that was like texts you would send yourself. If you could go back to your first day opening, what would you say? <laughs> and it's pretty funny to read through that article because <laughs> one one person was like, are you crazy? Don't do this. Right. Like, like almost like you have no idea how hard it's actually going to be. And especially, you know, like what the last few years we've gone through and what's ahead, but you know, you, you've come through it. So that's amazing. That's amazing. And, and I've, I I spent a long time in the pet industry too, and I've seen a lot of ups and downs and it's not just about the quick turnaround. I think any of us in this industry know that it's kind of like, well, what's the you know what's the longevity of what we do and the legacy that we might leave and mm-hmm. and um the impact that we can make and the people we can help right
1: yeah i mean it i guess that's the good thing about the team and the staffing is that you know i've always been really particular about who i bring on to my team my goal in entering owning my business was not just for the business but it was really important for me to mentor women young women mm. okay um, and so That has been, at the end of the day, I've said, you know, no matter what happens, if for some reason I had to walk away tomorrow, at least I now know that I've been able to do that as well. But what's been interesting now about people that do come to be a team member is these are people who really, really want to do this job, right? Like, because they could go somewhere else and make a heck of a lot more money, Mm -hmm. but they don't. And so they're, they really are doing it for their, for their passion and care for pets, not just for a job.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. So can
0: you elaborate more on the importance of mentoring young women and what that means for you and how you do that through your business or have done it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my partner and I, at the time that the business was formed, we had been together for 15 years. I believe I retired from my line of work, and then in order to spend a year, year and a half doing research Mm -hmm. and, and planning and taking business classes, et cetera. For us, for my generation, there was not, whether it was in the LGBTQ community or women, really, there just was not that kind of a mentor, you know? I was in criminal justice. I was always one of the only women. And so, given that I was going to be doing hiring, it was, it was a platform for me to be able to be really, you know, I was always out. I was never, you know, shy about that. We know, there was articles in the local paper, you know, our website, I think still probably has the two of us on there. And so it was, first of all, uh, I think a place for young women to see that, Hey, this is, she's not afraid to, you know, be who she is and, Mm -hmm. you know, she's got this business and, you know, now today we have, you know, high school students and many of them find that it's a safe environment, um, high school and college. I think, you know, they know that it's, they can be themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and clearly, you know, pets are therapy, right? You and I know that that's why we got into this business. Mm -hmm. And so by, You know, I tell everybody, yes, we have a job to do, but I think it's really important for you also to take five minutes during your shift and just, you know, pick a dog or a cat or whatever, and just go spend that five minutes with them, cuddle with them. It's a reminder of why you have a job, first of all, thank them for being here, Mm -hmm. but it also is just that therapeutic sense. And, you know, it's hard on high school I mean, I wouldn't want to go back. I would not want to be a young
0: person in today's social media and online bullying world or even all the stuff we've just gone through. Right. Developing our brains and our personalities and it would be
1: very hard right now. Yeah. Can't even imagine. I mean, yeah. And so, yeah, for them to be able to come in and know that they are who they are. And I also then have, you know, two or three, team members who are my age, and they can also provide them, you know, when they're working together, it's so good for them to see and for them to communicate, they're learning from each other. And um, again, that it's okay to be who you are, and that there's this mutual respect. So yeah, so both as a woman and as a member of my community, I just feel that that's a really important thing. You know, it's so different now. I mean, it really is. I mean, thank God. Mm they have a long way to go, but it's so different now. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yeah. Where, you know, your experience growing up and when did you come out? How old were you when you came out? I
1: was older. I had actually, oh man, how old was I? 30 <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had been married. I, you know, had my kids. So yeah, I was, I was older. And even then, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. It just it just wasn't, and you know when when I was looking at even where to put the business, you had to I had to look at areas. I mean, the, the where you ones, felt safe. Do you feel like that where exactly. you felt safe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were you know there were some pockets of money and where I knew the location would be good, but I didn't know that I would have support. Mm-hmm. So I could I could have seen some folks in those areas being like, eh, yeah, I don't think so, and maybe not, mm-hmm. right? Who knows, but it, you know, it. I guess the difference is that was something I had to consider as opposed to someone else,
0: right? Someone who's straight doesn't think of and
1: white does not think of those things, exactly. you know. You know, when I walk into a room, I, you know, who I am is not out there, you know, it's nothing like being a person of color in which mm-hmm. I can't even imagine, like, that's yes. beyond my scope of reality. But in the community that I'm in which is White Bear Lake, which is a suburb of St. Paul. Amazing, absolutely amazing community. They have been incredibly gracious and and all through COVID. And I mean, I have the best clients on the planet. There's no doubt, I'm sure. Sure, there's many people out there who will argue with me that they have the best clients. I've I've had people, I've had a couple people ask because my partner and I are no longer together. And so I've had a couple people ask about that, but not in a manner in which it was... Invasive. It was out of care and concern. Mm-hmm. I have had a couple of people who have flat out said that they came to me because of my community, which was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just like you know, you 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 try and seek out people in your community that you can support. Mm-hmm. The other thing is it's not as easy, right? Like if let's say i wanted I wanted to seek out when I was trying to find money, I knew I wanted a banker that was a woman. And it would have been great if it was somebody from my community, but that's really not in people's bios. right? (laughs) So, you know, what you do, what you can, but yeah. So, I mean, the experience as a whole, you know, in terms of starting the business, it was mostly just about making sure that I felt safe, but also that there was a pool of women two younger women. Um, You know, we have like three high schools around here and yeah, now I'm blathering. Sorry.
0: No, 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 it's good. I think that continuing on like that, um, one, it was important for you to find a, a safe space for you and for future team members to come and be themselves. And I love that you aren't afraid to to be the face of the company and show that you're in a partnership and that you that that and I think that that's what more people need is is knowing that hey, there is someone like me doing this or whatever that is right, whether that's owning a business or running for politics or right. working at universities, you know, getting these positions, it's important that other people see people that are like them right. and that gives them hope and courage to know that, okay, someone's paved the path before me. Now I can go and pursue this too. It gives people courage. And so not only are you in it, but you're an ally for anyone who to have a safe space to come. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Sure. Are there other things that have been like influential in your life in that moment through business? You know,
1: what i say very very often is that when you start the business you do it because you love it right especially again as you know animals right like we 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 do this because we love them and that's a no-brainer but you know i i did so much research and i worked so hard to be different i didn't like what was out there and i needed i needed to be that different place which we've really done successfully i i didn't anticipate the impact that we would have on people's lives I just never in my wildest dreams imagined that, I mean, yes, I wanted to help people and customer service is like my number one, you know, my website says the perfect place for pets and their people, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was so important to me, especially in an age in which customer service just is not, <laughs> not so important, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I say it a lot. I just cannot never would I have imagined the impact we would have on people's lives. You know, when you have people crying, they are so grateful for you that you're willing to take their dog that nobody else will take Mm -hmm. or that they have this, especially now, right. Post COVID they have, you know, an unsocialized dog and now they have to go back to work Mm -hmm. or, you know, they have an unsocialized dog and they just want to get out of town for a few days and where is that dog going to go? And no, they don't trust any of the in-home services out there. So Mm -hmm. what, what are they going to do? And, you know, we work super, super hard with those dogs to get them socialized to at least bond with one team member, usually me. Mm -hmm. um, So that, so folks have a respite. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't live like that. Right. And so people get it. But like yeah. I understand that and they're so thankful.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up because people, a lot of people open the pet businesses, especially on the service side of things, because they're so in love with animals and Mm -hmm. they want to groom dogs because they think that, you know, they would rather be with the dogs than the people, or they get into doggy daycare or dog training or, you know, pet sitting, because they want to be with the pets more than they want to be with people, but it's still a people business, you know, (laughs) you still have to deal with people. (laughs) But what you're saying though, is that the, the impact, yes, you're making an impact on these pets' lives. But those pets lives are really an important piece of our life. And, uh, and really the impact that you're having on the people that you're serving sounds like has just been amazing since you're willing to take and work with dogs that uh, might need just a little bit extra, a little bit extra um, handholding through
1: the the process. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and not being afraid to, you know, be honest with people, you know, I could make a lot more money if I just, oh, yep. Doing great, doing great, doing great. You know, they just keep bringing their, that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that. I want that. If you're really doing this for the love of the pet, you will always err on their side, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're uncomfortable or unhappy, or it's just not working, being honest with people. And again, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that scores you points in the long run. I mean, that's what our business has been built on. I've never had to do any marketing, everything has been organic. Wow. That's
0: great.
1: Um, yeah. I it's just it's been word of mouth. And that's wonderful. Um as we prepare to to reopen, you know, for new dogs um and new pets, I think we'll probably be on a referral basis only. Mm-hmm. Because that's basically been what it is and it's kept us going. Mm-hmm. There's benefits to that. It's also fulfilling, I think, for the team. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, when they see people's responses, especially oh, a yeah. younger person, right? Mm-hmm. Like People are, oh, thank you, thank you, and they're just like I'm just doing my job,
0: right? Or when I remember at our doggy daycare, because we had the similar thing, like it really needed to be. Uh, the dogs had to be comfortable where they were. If if a dog was visibly too stressed out, just by by their pack dynamic or noises because we were in a, a very urban environment. So me, we did have a lot of fire trucks that could go by or construction yep. happening. And some dogs just weren't, didn't like that. Right. And we'd observe and the staff knew because we would communicate pretty regularly. Like, right. We'd have like weekly huddles or they were just very, the staff was trained to be very observant of like how the dogs were behaving in this, in our space. And we would have to talk to customers about maybe our daycare is literally like no longer a good fit for your pet. It doesn't mean another daycare won't be that way, but ours isn't. And, you know, kind of a funny story off of that is that an interesting dynamic is that the pet parents would get. So some of them would get upset, not at us, but like upset that they were bad pet parents, that their dog couldn't yep. come to daycare anymore. Yes, Like they oh, had yes. done something wrong. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I'd always chime in and I go, You know, like it almost would get to the point then they're like, they might want to talk to the owner. Right. So then I would get on the phone with them and I'd say, you know, Mary Jo, I know that it's hard that Lulu can't come to daycare anymore or whatever, but I'd go, my dog Clover got kicked out of daycare. Um, mm-hmm. after about a year and a half she, and they were like, your dog got kicked out. And I was like, yes, the owner's dog can't even come here anymore. Right. <laughs> and then know. they felt like, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so much better it's knowing jer- that like your dog, you know, it- lives-
1: yeah, we all, we joke about that as a team as well. And we're like, you know, none of us, if we didn't work here, we would have no place for our dogs because yeah. all of our dogs are jerks. Like right, people are like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> they feel better, yeah. but all that all that
0: to go back to one of the things you said about your staff liking it too is that then I think you know it, it comes from wanting to work at a place that has integrity, and that's what people want. You know, they in a place where they feel like they can add value and give back you know, in the interviewing process now, a lot of times it's not even like we're interviewing the candidate at this point, they're like interviewing us, you know, and and what kind of a company do I want to go work for? And so I think that's attributed to your success there. And probably why people are staying as well is that there's just a a strong integrity piece, a strong, like we care for our
1: customers and and they enjoy being there. Mm -hmm. Well, and you also though, I mean, As much as I want to be a mentor, I also just want to be a good boss, right? Like, again, they can go somewhere else and they can make a lot more money, but I also want it to feel good. That was so important to me as well. So, you know, we, whatever you can do, you know, like my kitchen is always stocked. They get to give me a grocery list of all Mm. of their favorites so that their favorite snack is always available.
0: Oh, wow. Um, I've heard of people getting snacks
1: for their team, but not in that way. That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just had groceries delivered the other night and I thought, good Lord, my meals and entertainment line on 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 my balance sheet is a little thick, but who cares? Right. Like if that is a if that is a perk that people talk about, that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, little things like that make a huge difference. Flexibility and scheduling. We have a ticket program. So if they compliment each other or I compliment them or you know a client compliments them, whatever. If they've gone above and beyond, they get tickets. And then I have a store and they can either buy things from the store. Or they can enter a drawing once a month for a bigger prize. So, I mean, anything like that, that you can do, it just makes them feel appreciated.
0: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And and we also have a bonus structure. I mean, it's not huge because, you know, we're not huge, but it just makes them feel like they're part of what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you open to sharing how your bonus structure works? I know that's a very popular question that we get in the Pep Nation community. You know,
1: I'm doing it quarterly, mm-hmm. and then I will take ten percent of the net profit, okay? And I divide that by hours worked. Mm-hmm. So what percentage of time that they've worked. So I take the total hours of of labor that we had, you know, payroll hours, um, and then it's divided by percentage that they worked. Mm-hmm.
0: so you know, so, yeah. so if one person if one team member worked ten percent of the payroll hours they got 10% of that 10% net profit.
1: Exactly. Got it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Great. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I'm all about trying to keep things simple. Cause yeah. All number game. Not my thing.
0: And interesting too, like your so all your team gets it, not just front of the house. Cause a lot of times, you know, we think in, in service provider places, it's like the, the person who answers the phone or is doing the booking really is the one adding on sales or asking people to rebook. And they they would be that top of that sales engine funnel, really. Right. And then you've got, but the back of the house is fulfilling that great service and making sure the dogs are taken care of and the dogs want to come back.
1: So it is really like everybody should get a piece of the pie. (laughs) Absolutely. I believe in that so strongly, Mm -hmm. especially when we were going through and we couldn't hire, you know, there were discussions about do we hire somebody to just do this one thing and they're on a different and I just felt so strongly. We've been a team since day one and we do the same thing with tips, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't get a ton of them, but when we do, they go into a central pot because if I do something, the only the reason that I have time to do that nail trim is because somebody else is covering me on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 a 100% team effort. And so yeah, that everybody is gets and and whether I work 5 hours a month or 50 hours a week, I'm still part of that team and you know, so I mean I think everybody's been really pleased with it. I mean I think it's working has
0: worked. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's working great. It's fantastic. So. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up on this interview, and thank you so much for being here today, I'm curious, why is LGBTQ inclusion important in the workplace?
1: Hmm, Inclusion (laughs) for me. And again, I know that it's different and and that's what's hard because sometimes I think, oh, you know, maybe my thinking is kind of antiquated, but by being inclusive, first of all, that word, right? So what does that mean to you? Being inclusive, I think you have to be real open about what you are including, right? Like I can say that I own a business and I'm inclusive just because I may think that maybe I have someone who might be a part of whatever community, right? inclusive for me is that you got to be out there and you got to be willing to say, I am a member of this community. Wouldn't it be great if I had, I could hire people from this community. Right. Um, because that's the only way people are going to feel really safe. Mm-hmm. They need to see, see it in action, not just, right. yeah, I think mm-hmm. they do. I mean, again, years ago I was in a a, a work you Now keep in mind my background. So I was in a, a, a training, right diversity training, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because nobody knew what they were talking about. And of course it was a white male teaching it, but anyway, there was the big word then was, was tolerate. Right. Mm. And, you know, we have to tolerate everybody's differences and we have to, you know, and I remember going, pardon me, excuse me. I don't want to be tolerated. Yeah. That's what a horrible word. (laughs) Right. And I had a mucky muck, you know, in the organization who just flat out just couldn't get it. I mean, he argued and said, well, so-and-so this one other out woman said she totally understood. Well, and I thought, well, I don't care. Like again, okay, we'll put us in this little group because Mm -hmm. there's a ton of us that have talked now, you know, but, but I just thought how awful. So I guess I thought of that just when we were talking about inclusivity, because to me, yeah, nobody wants to be tolerated, they want to be included.
0: I want to be included. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's really awesome. about being included. It has to feel safe and to be included, you have to be, you know, asked questions and how you feel about things and to participate in some decisions and yeah, I feel like a safe place. So why is that, but why is that important for people listening who are not
1: part of the community? Why is this important? Everybody needs that, right? Like everybody, everybody needs support in their life. Everybody needs to know that they are included and that they belong, right? You did that, right? Like, I mean, you were providing a, a safe space for pet business owners, right? Like, you were creating that space because it was hard for—and I say them because I wasn't at the time. You know, where does that person go for business advice, right? Like, you, you know, you just can't go to your typical business advisor, right? So, you were providing that, and it's that same type of thing, right? So. Everybody wants to feel that there's support out there for them. Everybody wants to feel that sense of belonging. And again, as never having it, now, when I was younger, I wasn't out. So, but for me, it was about being a woman, mm-hmm. and being in the criminal justice system, employment, and then just not, like I say, I was, I was one of the first women in the state to do some of the things that I did. Wow. wow. What I wouldn't have given to, to have some of the support that we can now offer. Mm-hmm. So, I just think it's so important for people to know that there's a safe space, and that yeah. there there is support, and there are resources, which mm-hmm. again, there were not any, you know, when I was young,
0: yeah, 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 So at the end of the day, I think too, it's about showing people that they matter, yep, and that they belong and that and that their life and thought is worth the same as anybody else's and that they can go after whatever they want to go after in their their pursuit on this planet.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, Barbara, thank you so, so much for being here on this podcast with us today. And we love having you in our Pet Boss Club community. And I appreciate all your sweet messages that you send. And we hope that this podcast has resonated with our listeners. I know it probably has because we have amazing listeners. So we'll encourage everybody to continue listening for the rest of this month or to future episodes, because we have some other great LGBTQ plus community webinars coming up and podcasts and blog episodes during the month of June um, to show our support and as an ally to the community. And uh, we just, again, thank you so much, Barbara, for being here. I
1: appreciate it. Thanks, Candace.
0: If you're interested in LGBTQ resources to support your small business goals, visit petboss.com forward slash episode 23. Thanks for listening today. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast, or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.